the landscape of the game has changed the landscape of the championship picture has changed because of a few trades that have absolutely shocked me and shocked the rest of the NBA world beyond the shock we have to adjust to the title picture we have to adjust to players on a new team the dynamics of how that will work out and above all we have to adjust to the land of trade a lot of things have happened a lot of stars have been traded particularly two Brooklyn Nets or former Brooklyn Nets stars Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and i was very fascinated by how trades work especially when you consider the value that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving bring to any organization in the NBA now when i saw the trade happening i looked at the picks i looked at how many players were going either side i looked at how many first round picks were involved second round picks and pick swaps everything and one trade in particular that happened probably what 8 months 7 months before started coming to my mind because i had to make sense of that trade that happened 7 months before now the Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves now in front of me i have a graphic that shows me that Rudy Gobert was traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmaro, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, 2023 first round pick, 2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick, 2029 first round pick. This seems like an absolute absolute terrific robbery. I mean it may be because of how Rudy Gobert has performed ever since uh joining the Minnesota Timberwolves but again even peak Rudy Gobert a three-time defensive player of the year does not warrant this much when you think of how little Kevin Durant had to be traded from the Nets to the Suns or you think of Kyrie Irving to Dallas Mavericks Now you have you 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 wonder now how do trades work which player like which player am- amounts to five first round picks who amounts to how many picks no one knows it as of this moment but this shows a different a different view to how players view trades it's no longer about according to me and what these three trades showed me is it's no longer about the value of the player it's about whether or not the player wants to stay in the franchise or not because when you look at it Rudy Gobert wanted to leave right but i don't think many teams were lining up for him i don't think he was also lining up to leave the jazz because there was Donovan Mitchell who many teams Miami the Knicks I don't know which other team I mean turns out Cleveland was also lining up for him right for Donovan Mitchell you could tell that he needed to leave or Rudy Gobert needed to leave but also there was that rumor where there was a rumor that was spreading around that Rudy says either him or Donovan Donovan should leave 
you know so because of such things rudy is not really desperate to leave the jazz he wants the jazz to be his team or something like that obviously denny denny ange had his own ideas but it was one of those two things but more than that you look at the kevin durant trade now and the kyrie evan trade you realize that these players wanted to leave you know and when a player wants to leave it's now difficult because you have to probably take whatever's on the table especially with Kevin Durant after Kyrie Irving had left it was obvious he wasn't going to stay no matter what happened unless if they brought they brought in a superstar they wanted but also i have a feeling that the, the relations with the nets went went good by the time he left you know um this is what's crazy the the suns are acquiring nba superstar kevin durant in a blockbuster trade with brooklyn nets the deal will send michael bridges cam johnson jake howder four first round picks to the nets in addition to a pick swap in 2008 the suns will be getting durant a 13 time all-star and a two-time nba finals mvp and forward tj warren so Kevin Durant warrants four first round picks plus three players and a pick swap while Rudy Gobert uh this laptop is my laptop is working against us guys but from what i remember from because i was looking at the graphics in the other tab Rudy Gobert warranted five players and five picks of which one of them is a pick swap and four first round picks It, it truly doesn't make sense it truly doesn't make sense because you look at the value of Michael Bridges Cam Johnson Jake Crowder it's still not above the value of Walker Kessler Malik Beasley Jared Vanderbilt Patrick Beverly and Leonardo Belmaro you can even take out Leonardo Leandro Belmaro because I don't know him Malik Beasley Patrick Beverly Walker Kessler Jared Vanderbilt that's easily more value than Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder and Michael Bridges. Even if you argue experience and everything, it's just not the same. And then four first round picks and a pick swap each. So, I think um you, you when you think about it, when you think about about this the the two trades, you know, the value of Kevin Durant is nowhere near the value of um Rico Bay. So I think this is what most of us as fans we kind of worried about because we're trying to put things into perspective. For example, let's say Giannis Antetokounmpo has to be traded. I don't think that's even possible. But let's say he has to be traded right now. How many first round picks does he warrant? Look at Doncic for example. If he has to be traded, how many first round picks does he warrant? Steph Curry, how many first round picks does he want? How many pick swaps? How many, I don't know, players have been traded for him if that's a a scenario to be entertained, you know? Um a very a very a very well-known topic that around the NBA circles as the topic of Damian Lillard. He has been in he has been in Portland, I mean, all his career, but we we've known that I mean all of us as fans I mean neutrals we've kind of at some po- at one point I I know at one point you've campaigned for Dame for Dame to leave 
Portland because he doesn't have help. We feel like if he teams up with another superstar, he easily can contend for a ring. All of us believe that, right? Let's say Portland decides, you know what, we're wasting Dame's time. As they are, they're wasting his time, but also he's loyal to a fault as well. I can't blame him, even though he's loyal to a fault. But then we're like, okay, Portland is trading Dame Lillard to maybe Sacramento. If that's the case, now you wonder if that's the case, how many first round picks does he want? How many pick swaps and how many players are going the other way in, in a trade for Damien Lillard? If you ask me now, I can't give you a figure because Dame is younger than KD. Obviously, he's not really the player that KD is, but he's an off- I mean, we know Dame. We know he's a sniper, an offensive weapon and can win you a championship, you know? But do you give the same do you give the same value that the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert? Because definitely Rudy Gobert is not the player that Dame Lillard is. The production is not the same. And not even in the same ballpark, if you ask me. You know, especially in the in the in the playoffs where Rudy Gobert has shown, you know, uh, to be a liability. But I think you get the point that I'm going now. It's like we can mention so many superstars in this league and pair them with Rudy Gobert, pair them with Kevin Durant, and then see now, okay, what's a realistic trade for a superstar in this day and age? And is it feasible given the player pool? Is it feasible with all these picks that are flying up and down? You know, so I don't know, something something is wrong with with the trades and how they work. And I don't know how we are going to or the league rather is going to facilitate the normalization of of trades because at some point trades have to be normalized to a certain standard where the trade value has to be proportional to not just their potential but the impact that the player has in present uh, at the present time you know so a lot of us are really confused by that and we don't really know how it's gonna work and i'll tell you what factor i think other than players being in control of their destiny and players kind of saying i don't want to be in this place i want to leave because if a player says that as i've stipulated before you have to get them out of there even if the deal is not as delicious as you would have liked you know um let's go and look at the Kyrie Irving trade um, to to the to the Mavericks, it was so. Um, I don't know how to say it. Um, I'm trying to look for the trade, but it was so. It was so underwhelming by so many standards. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, because for me, uh, what what messed me up about about the trade is it involves some second round picks, and once you talk about a superstar, I mean, like second round picks are, are not are not something you have to include, you know. Um, so I don't know, I don't know how to put that trade into perspective. I mean, we all knew that it was a trade just to um, just to I don't know let him move. Um, this, this is a trade 
the Brooklyn Nets traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, 2029 first round pick and two second round picks in 2027 and 2029. It absolutely doesn't make sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense that Kyrie can go for two players, one first round pick and two second round picks. While Rudy Gobert goes for five players, five players and five picks. It doesn't make sense to me. I think someone needs to explain to me how this works. But then again, as much as I'm saying it doesn't make sense, I'm trying to kind of bring sense into this whole thing by saying Kyrie needed to leave and whatever was was on the market, they had to take, you know. And then I saw these other YouTube videos that were saying, that were kind of talking of how much the Suns were willing to give up for Kyrie and how much the Lakers were willing to give up for Kyrie and everything else. And obviously, Brooklyn, for them, I think it was a matter of, I don't know how to say it, but it seemed like it had some personal, it wasn't just strictly business. You know, it it wasn't strictly business because when it comes to, when it comes to Lakers and Suns, they had ridiculous trades and some of, I mean, some of them, they, they rejected ridiculous trades, um, but some, especially from the, from, from, from the Suns, they declined. So I, that's, that's why I'm like, they rejected a very good trade, I mean, according to my opinion, from the Suns. It involved Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, um, I think Michael Bridges as well, and a few picks. I'm not sure about that. But Chris Paul was at the center of it, along with Michael Bridges, you know. And... They rejected that trade uh, and when you look at the trade value and everything that's a better trade than the one they got from 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 the Mavs so you wonder now were they trading Kyrie so that he's not uh, in the title picture or what because I mean obviously if you trade Kyrie to to the Suns without Kevin Durant it's I mean he's in a better position to contend than on the maps with Luca because it's just Luca there you know um, so there's someone who said yeah I'm looking at an article the article says someone says I was told the Nets asked from the Lakers way more than they asked from any other team for Kyrie and they didn't just want two first round picks and Russell Westbrook they wanted Austin Reeves Max Christley they wanted Rui Hachimura in a separate deal they wanted everything the Lakers had and I think they took way less from the maps that's that's exactly what i'm thinking as well so this leads me to believe it's not just i don't think it's, it's just a business i think it's it's also a way of sticking it to Irving, because obviously if Irving goes to los angeles he definitely contends for a championship and i don't think they wanted they wanted that for him it was a way of saying you, you will leave but for all the trouble that you cost us you're not going to contend for a championship or at least we go, we're going to make sure that whatever team you go to is the weakest team possible for you at that moment you know i think if let's say the detroit Pistons wanted Kyrie, they were definitely going to give away Kyrie even for less you know um but we wouldn't know these things but from face value these these sort of politics they kind of they confuse the trade market they confuse how we are supposed to view trades and how players are supposed to be traded based on their not just their potential but their ability as well you know so 
these are the type of politics that i don't i, I don't, are not good for basketball you know um it will be very interesting to see how the nba moves on from this and a lot of people are saying this is not the last time kairi gets traded many don't even think kairi will how do i say it kairi will stay at maverick beyond this season and i'm also i think it's going to unrestricted free agency yeah it's going to unrestricted free agency so it's going to choose the team they wants to play for i think the mavericks are for the rest of the season they'll be they'll be trying to keep him happy and you know hoping also that the the chemistry he has with Luka Doncic as is, is is good and they can actually you know build something i think they will try it but i don't think they are betting the whole house that that will happen because Luka is a very unproblematic superstar and Curry isn't so I don't know how that will work out but one thing for sure Luka wants to contend he feels ready to contend we all know he's is ready to rip up some teams and make it very far in the tournament in the in the in the playoffs so having Curry is always a plus for him but I think also he might want to add someone else just not not a, a superstar but someone that's a budding superstar you know and I think if they do something like that the the, the sky could be a limit for them for example if they get a a young shooting guard shooting guard on the on the guys three names come to mind um actually two i can't really i can't really say Therese Maxi i can't say Therese Maxi but also it's not a matter of whether he wants to come or not i'm just giving you young shooting guards on the guys If they get a uh, Anthony Edwards, Desmond Bain, Maxi, who else? Sacramento, they can't get Herder. Um yeah, those are the young shooting guys I'm thinking of that are going to blow up very soon. Very soon Maxi can be a, an all-star easily. Desmond Bain as well can be an all-star. Um Anthony Edwards should be an all-star this year, but you know, I mean, all-star the all-star talk is something different but yeah um maybe talking about the mavericks would be something we can do later just to figure out how the mavericks can improve or maybe them getting a a really good center you know and starting center even a young one like someone like nicholas claxton could could do a whole lot of good for them you know um but let's keep uh, let's keep our eyes open especially towards the end of the season because i think there's going to be a lot of trades and yeah they're going to shake up the nba once more i think the nba is going to be shaken up once more as it has been now um yeah we'll we'll, we'll see how how the season progresses looking forward to seeing how kevin durant acclimatizes to their sons i think he might he might be a, i mean obviously he will be a huge presence in, in 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 that squad i think it's going to give them a lot of confidence that okay we're back in the title picture and we are positioned really good i heard that they're making moves to get terence ross i mean that would be a terrific signing for them but i'm really, really looking forward to see how all of them mesh up like book agent Durant, craig cp and all of those boys there and their depth is low-key they have they look he have depth i think this 
this is something I talk about in, in my next episode how injuries can be good for the NBA you know um, other than that this has been fun cheers